You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. This morning, I'm excited to bring the word and to bring something the Lord laid on my heart and something that um, I've been working at as well. All right? Before I give you the title, please turn with me to Judges chapter 8. Judges chapter 8, I'll read from verse 4. When Gideon came to the Jordan, he and the 300 men who were with him crossed over, exhausted, but still in pursuit. Okay, that's my message. Exhausted, but still in pursuit. Exhausted, but still. Does anyone know what I'm talking about this morning? Do you know what it is like to be exhausted, to be fainting, but still in pursuit? Do you know what it's like? Do you know what it feels like? Hello, where are the moms in the house? It's a special message for you, but it covers everyone. Amen. You know what it's like to be so tired, to be exhausted, to be fainting. But for some reason, you are still in pursuit. For some reason, you're not able to stop. Your body is tired, but you're saying to yourself, even if I have to drag myself, I will continue to pursue. Hallelujah. I'm going to continue to read and then we'll we'll proceed from there. Verse 5. And then he said, remember they were exhausted, but they were pursuing. And he said to the men of Sukkoth, please give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are exhausted. And I am pursuing Ziba." And Zalmunna, king of Midian. And the leaders of Sukkoth said, Are the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna now in your hand that we should give bread to your army? So Gideon said, For this cause, when the Lord has delivered Zeba and Zalmunna into my hand, then I will tear your flesh with the thorns of the wilderness and the briars. Then he went up from there to Penuel and spoke to them in the same way. In other words, begging for bread. And the men of Penuel answered him as the men of Sukkot had answered. And so he also uh, spoke to the men of Penuel saying, When I come back in peace, I will tear down this tower. In other words, when I come back in peace, I will render you into pieces. Now, Zeba and Zalmunna, the kings he was pursuing, were at Kakor, and their armies were with them, about 15,000, all who were left of the army of the people of the east. For 120,000 men who had drawn the sword, or who drew the sword, had fallen. Then Gideon went up by the road of those who dwell in the tents of the east of Noba and Jogbeha, and he attacked the army while the camp felt secure. When Zeba and Zalmunna fled, he pursued them 
and he took the two kings of Midian and Zeba and Zalmunna and routed the whole army. Can you read verse 28? Thus Midian was subdued before the children of Israel so that they lifted their heads no more. And the country was quiet for 40 years in the days of Gideon. That's my text. But before I go back there, I want us to quickly read 1 Kings chapter 19. And I think we're going to read from verse 4. No, let's start from verse 1, actually. <laughs> now, you know the story in 1 Kings chapter 18. Elijah, you know, we call him the prophet of fire. All right? You know about the confrontation with the prophets of Baal or Baal. And how he was victorious, how he showed his strength and his power and the God that answers by fire. And verse 1 of chapter 19 says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die and said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. So this guy who had just defeated the prophets of Baal, who had seen the hand of God in a powerful way, in chapter 18, by the next chapter, this same guy was asking to die. The very guy who saw fire come down, the very guy who saw performances, who saw God move like nothing we have ever seen, in the very next chapter, he was ready to die. Why was he ready to die? Before you begin to condemn him, because I've heard people say so many times, I don't know what was wrong with Elijah. Couldn't he have called fire again? Listen to me. <laughs> Elijah was exhausted. Have you ever been exhausted? Have you ever just won a victory yesterday? And tomorrow another battle comes on and you're like, you know what, I've had it. <laughs> Have you ever just shared a testimony? You came out on Sunday and you said, praise the Lord. This is what the Lord did. <laughs> this is what and what the enemy was trying to do. And when I stood up, when I arose and I called upon the name of the Lord, he showed himself strong on my behalf. And then you're sharing this powerful testimony and we're celebrating with you. And the very next day after that victory you had, there's another battle. Elijah was like, you know what? It's enough, Lord. <laughs> when do I catch a break? How long am I going to battle? I've just finished one battle now. Can't I at least have a month off? How come I have to start running for my life again? 
Can anyone in this house, is there somebody here that knows what it's like to fight a battle and you've been fighting it for some time and when you have somehow seen a little bit of victory, there is another battle. And he was exhausted and he said, it's enough. Now, you will see the difference between himself and Gideon. All right. He said, I've had enough. I'm exhausted. It's better for me to die. Listen to me. I know what I'm saying when I tell you this, that there are people even in this house that would like to die. There are people who are so tired that dying is very attractive right now. There are people in situations right now that are saying to themselves, isn't it better for me to just end it? Lord, can you just take my life? Because you see, this guy is a smart guy. He wasn't about to commit suicide. He said, I want to die. Kill me. There are people in this house who are facing all kinds of situations where they're saying, to live or to die. To live is a struggle. To live is to fight another battle. But to die is to end it all here. Elijah got to that place where he said, I'd rather die than to continue on this journey. But the next verse says, He lay and slept under a broom tree. Suddenly, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Interesting, hey? He ate, drank, and he slept. He's like, I'm, it's not enough. You think this is what, <laughs> with everything I'm going through, you think it's this wishy-washy food. And he lay down again. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. In other words, you think you are about to die when you are supposed to finish what you have started. You think it's time to end it. You haven't seen anything yet. I have an assignment for you to carry out. And until you finish that assignment, get up and eat. There's no way out. If you are exhausted, get up and eat. If you go to the book of back to Judges, you will find Gideon, who understood that for me to continue this journey that I am on, I need bread. I need to eat. But certain people decided that they were not going to allow them eat or not give them food or not help them. Have you ever been in the place where you were exhausted, where you were tired and you thought that the person beside you and you thought that the so-called friends that you have will be there to give you bread. 
and to help you and to encourage you to eat because the journey ahead is still far. But the ones who would have encouraged you are looking down on you. And they're like, where is your faith? Why, why are you tired? Listen, it's not a sin to be tired. That I am tired does not mean I quit. The fact that I'm tired means I've been fighting. It's because I was fighting that I got tired. You are not tired because you're not doing anything. You don't know the battles I'm fighting. So the fact that I'm tired, I'm not saying I am quitting. I'm just saying I need bread. I need someone. I need someone to give me something. I need encouragement somewhere. I need his grace. It means I've been fighting. I look at Elijah. I think he was first introduced, was it in chapter 17? That was the first time we heard about this guy. And Elijah the Tishbite. That's... You know, that was introduction. And from the time this guy came on the scene, it was one fight after the other. He was not liked. He was confrontational. It was not an easy road for him. Is it any wonder why he said he wanted to die? But he says, rise up and eat. Gideon asked for bread. And they refused to give him bread. Are you exhausted this morning? It is not time for you to quit because you are exhausted. Listen, if you quit, you will not see victory. Because victory, listen, those two kings, this guy Gideon was looking for, they were just across the Jordan. They were not far. But you know, they could have said, I'm too tired to cross. Or to say, okay, I've crossed like they crossed, but I'm exhausted. I looked for bread. I went to my brothers and I asked for bread and they did not give me bread. Lord, I've done my best. Lord, what else can I do? I, I sought encouragement. And when I went for encouragement, Sungi says to me, will you suck it up? Do you know that a lot of times people who commit suicide, they first of all asked around for help. That's why I say to people, if you know someone depressed, please bring them to me. Because if you don't understand them, I understand them. Don't sit back and condemn them. And people who are in trouble, who are exhausted, sometimes want to put up a, a front and keep up appearances so they will not show you that I'm actually exhausted. I'm actually struggling here. I'm trying to keep my head above water. They won't say anything. Why? Because they have to look a certain way. And maybe somehow they've even managed to go speak to somebody. And instead of giving bread, the bread was snatched away from them. 
So let's go back to Judges. Exhausted, but still pursuing. Are you exhausted? Keep pursuing. The exhaustion shows that your flesh is weak. But the pursuing shows the power of grace. Amen. So you can be exhausted, but as long as there is grace, you will pursue. But if you are exhausted and you have run out of grace, there is a problem. You will not be able to pursue. Let's try go back to that, Judges. Judges, let's look at chapter uh, 6. From Judges 6, maybe from verse 12. Let's see verse 12. Very good. And the angel, so I'm going back <coughs> to before Gideon went out to battle. Okay. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Keep going. Gideon said, listen, when the angel came to Gideon, if you read, go back and read the story, you will see that Gideon was busy doing what? Hiding, threshing wheat in a wine press. That's really hiding. Uh, are you following? You are threshing wheat in a wine press because you don't want the Midianites to come. Because these guys were used to coming to destroy their things and take their crops and all of those things. So he was hiding. He wasn't a brave man. He wasn't a man of valor in our sense of the word or in our terms. But this is how the angel of the Lord introduced him to himself. Amen. Uh, have you ever been introduced to yourself? By the Lord. No, don't, don't worry about how other people want to introduce you. You know, people can give you labels and they can introduce you to somebody else. Uh, that person has not had the opportunity to experience you, but they've already introduced you. Praise the Lord. Oh, that is Irene. The one who is this and the one who is that. And then that person immediately like, oh, I don't want anything to do with Irene. Meanwhile, did they experience you? No. <laughs> they don't know what it's like to relate with Irene. But I thank God that no matter how you introduce me, no matter how anyone introduces you, that there is an introduction that God has for you. Because he knows you. He knows you, 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 you. In there, he knows you. And so even though this guy was cowardly, in our opinion, he was introduced as what? A mighty man of valor. He says, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? 
And he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Verse 16. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Can we stop there for a minute? <laughs> I love this. You know why this is important to me? Because this is the word he received when he had an encounter. This is the commission he was given. Are you following? Do you know that it's important to have a word from God with which you can war a good warfare? So this was his word. This was the assurance that he had. He said, surely you will defeat the Midianites because I am with you. And so even when he got exhausted, he remembered that the Lord said, you will defeat the Midianites. And for that reason, he continued his journey. Ah, you know, I was saying to someone the other day who was really exhausted, you know, another pastor, and I said, can you recall the day you were called into ministry? Can you, do you remember? He says, yes. I said, tell me about that experience. Do you remember how it felt? Do you remember uh, 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 the promises? Do you remember what God said to you the day you heard him say, arise? He says, yes. So he says, okay. Ah, uh, let that encourage you again. You see, the problem is when you become discouraged, you are discouraged and you are exhausted. Yes, we understand the warfare, but also because you cannot see what God has said. You cannot hear what he had promised. You've forgotten everything he said before, and you're saying it's too much. It's too much. It's one battle after the other, and I've had enough. But you see, this guy had this word. The Lord said to him, surely I'll be with you. And you shall, and I would like to say, and surely you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Before this guy came to Judges chapter 8, where he was exhausted, in Judges chapter 7, my word, they were doing exploits. 300 men. In the beginning, there were 32,000, and the Lord said, too many. Too many. And these are people that were about to fight hundreds of thousands of people. And you would say, 32,000, too many. Lord, add more people. I, I, need, I need hands here. Have you been in that place? He says, Lord, I need more hands. <laughs> and God is saying, no, too many. And, and so he gave a call. If you're afraid, you can go. 22,000 left. I'm afraid to give any kind of call in this house right now. To say, if you're tired of this work, go. And everybody just gets up and... <laughs> you never can tell. So as long as the Lord did not ask me to do it, I will not do it. Sit where you are. <laughs> and even though he had just 10,000, the Lord still said, still too many. No flesh will glory in my presence. Still too many. And so in Judges chapter 7, if we read, you would find that, you know, they defeated, they were busy. Dealing with, defeated what? About 200,000 they had dealt with in Judges chapter 7. And so you would think, based on that great victory and great slaughter, 
you know, that, that ah, some two kings are missing. So what? They've crossed the Jordan. They're not on our side anymore. <laughs> they can stay where they are. You know, he says, stay on your side of the line. Uh, the enemy doesn't stay on his side of the line like that. If you don't do anything about him, he's going to cross the line again. After so much victory that he experienced, he was still tired. But you know what? He had to complete what he had started. He was not about to stop. Do you know that in warfare, if you haven't captured those kings, you have not started. Amen. If they are not captured, you are still playing. And so even though there was so much victory that he had attained, he knew that there was still more that I have to do. Now, I understand that you've had a lot of victories, but the battles ahead of you, they are real and you need to fight them. And yes, I get that you are exhausted, but there is bread for you this morning. There is bread for you this morning. There is grace that is available to you this morning. Because you must pursue. Because you must finish. He says, you will have victory. You will defeat the Midianites. As long as you have not defeated the Midianites, continue to pursue. What has the Lord said to you? As long as it hasn't come to pass, continue to pursue. What did the Lord say to us as a church? We may be discouraged. We may be tired. We may be facing some forms of exhaustion. Are you following? But as long as we are not yet there, we have to continue to pursue. We have to continue to do the work. Hello, where are the tribe leaders in the house? Ah, it doesn't matter how exhausting it is. You have to continue. You have to continue to do the work until you finish it. You, you will come to the place where you say, it is now finished. Do you know that when Jesus was going, you know, to be crucified and carrying that cross, at some point, do you know he was tired? Do you know he needed help at some point? Why was he exhausted? Apart from being locked up, beating, all kinds of things that happened. He was tired. But you know, he had his eyes set. He was not going to stop midway until the mission of the cross was completed. He could have said, you know what? It's too much. You know, I'm God. No, I am God. I can take back my God status right now and go. But he says, I have Letabo in sight. She's right in my view. Amen. I can see Tlaiseka right there. And because I'm seeing him and the things that I need to do in his life and through his life, I'm not going to stop halfway. I may be exhausted. I may be bruised. I may be wounded. I may be beaten up. But because of what I have to complete, I must continue this journey. I may be broken up completely. I may be exhausted. They did not give him food. He was, he was not given anything to eat. In other words, he was like Gideon, or Gideon was like him. Give me bread, no bread, but I will continue the journey. 
I'm not going to use lack of bread as the excuse. What I'm saying to you this morning is, if you are exhausted, you have nothing to be ashamed of. If you quit, then you should be ashamed. Amen. So, from today, look at each other. Please look at whoever is beside you. Because I know that church guys can be judgmental. I said, are you afraid to look at the person next to you? Look at them. Don't be afraid. <laughs> you know, you look at them, and if you're exhausted, there's no one who say, I'm exhausted, but I'm receiving strength today. Hallelujah. But church people can look at you and say, mm-hmm. she's not even praying as loud as she used to pray. <laughs> you, you know, unfortunately for you, Pumi, when you're exhausted, we will all know. There are certain people that may be exhausted and you won't know. But there are some. Why? Because they're very active. Amen. Hallelujah. You know? So the Sunday, you don't hear Pumi's voice. Something is wrong. She may just be exhausted, but she has not quit. She may just be carrying so much on her that Sunday, but she was still saying, but I will still find myself in the house of the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. That she's not making noise and you're thinking something is right. Hey, Roland, Roland. <laughs> Who knows what Roland has done to this woman? And then instead of you concentrating on the message, you are looking at them. You are checking them out. You want to know the vibe. You want to know if they are, you know, connecting and all of that. Even if they're not connected, what is your business? They're just exhausted. I just use them as an example. But I'm saying, even in marriages here, I know that even some marriages, they are exhausted. They just won't tell you. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But, yeah. Why? Why will you not raise your hands? And why do you not have confidence to say anything to anybody? Because you are constantly bragging. seen your post. <laughs> My husband is did this and he just brought bread to me and he just gave me and then other people are thinking yo my husband. <laughs> eh? Thinking look at what other husbands are doing. Why? Because they're constantly in your face. Meanwhile, they're not okay. Then me, that my own dear husband is not making noise. I'm so okay. Isn't it? (laughs) But you won't know. Because you have to, what did I say again? Keep up appearances. You have to keep looking a certain way. You have to know. So if you're here and there are even stuff going on in your marriage, I know that it looks as if he buys you roses and uh, chocolates and everything every single day. He doesn't come from work without giving you something. I know that it looks as if there's nobody like him. 
that in fact he competes with God. You know, I know. But do you have you not heard of people or seen people you thought they were wow, and tomorrow say I'm getting divorced, and then you're thinking where did it come from? Where, how, when, what happened? Where? Say it's been happening for a long time. I just didn't want to say anything. That is when you've been exhausted and you are quitting because you don't have anything before you. Never do you have hindsight because if I'm going to think about my relationship right now and I remember some of what God said to me, I remember how the connection happened. When I think of all that, then I'm like, okay, let's continue. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep fighting. Let's keep pushing. I'm about to say something. You might not like it very much. Do you know that sometimes South Africa is not uh, heaven to me? I know Anela is laughing because she knows. <laughs> are, are you following? And sometimes I'm like, my goodness gracious, Father God. Why? But I remember when he called us here. And I remember the assignment. I remember the commission. I remember what he said. And for that reason, this place is heaven. It is where I'm meant to be. Amen. What am I saying this morning? I'm saying that you may be facing battle after battle after battle after battle. But it doesn't mean you quit. It doesn't mean you give up. It means you have what it takes to continue. Um, all, all I'm saying to you this morning is go back, think of what God said to you. Go back, think, see the things that he has said and use that to fight. The reason why some people get exhausted I've said already is because you battle and you battle and you battle, one battle after the other. But another thing that can make you exhausted is when you are wounded, when you've been bruised. Have you been there? Do you know that sometimes maybe the physical stuff, you're not even seeing anything, but there's some emotional wounds. There are things that have happened, you know, and you can't, it's like you're struggling to get past it. And for that reason, you get tired. the pain that I'm feeling. Am I talking to people in the house? Are we removing masks this morning and not pretending? The wounds that I feel, I've, I've been wounded so many times. I can't carry on. I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired of getting wounded. I'm tired of this pain and I'm tired of this hurt. And whenever you are in that place where you are fed up of hurt, fed up of pain, you get exhausted. And when you get exhausted, you don't feel as if I can proceed, I can continue. But I want you to know, because you have to continue, then we need to deal with the wounds. Amen. We need to make sure that nothing stands as a hindrance. That whatever it is, if it is a wound, receive healing. Are you following? And you might be saying, you don't know the depth of my wound. My wound is deep. What did I say at the beginning? There are places that I cannot, you, no matter how you tell me to help you scratch. 
I won't be able to reach it, but he is able to reach it. And so whatever the wound is that has exhausted you or that has made you give up or you're so tired, he will heal you. And I know that some people here are exhausted because they're tired of waiting. Because this promise seems to have tarried. It's, it's like, it's always like, and God's gonna do, gonna do, gonna do. He says he's gonna, gonna, every time, when, you know? Gonna, gonna, gonna. When will it be now? Is there someone in this house that knows what I'm talking about? When you're always waiting for when it's going to happen. And, and you wake up and you're excited. How many of you were excited to cross over into the new year? You know, when you're crossing over into the new year, it's like, man, this year, the things I'm going to do, the way it's going to happen. In fact, by the 15th of January, I'd have accomplished everything I want to accomplish. <laughs> you are excited and you think things will happen like you ponder right now, right now. And they are tiring and they're not coming. When hope is deferred, the heart gets sick. Uh, you become a little bit exhausted. But I want you to know, do you know <laughs> that if you take for granted the fact that I look exhausted, or not you, if the devil takes it for granted, I'm sorry for him. Because I'm still dangerous even when I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm still very, very dangerous. Gideon was still very dangerous. He was still able to capture those kings. He was still able to defeat them. And he made good on his promise to Sukkoth and Peniel. He was, he was that dangerous. So don't think that because I'm exhausted and I'm struggling to move, that you can do what you like around me. Don't think because my voice is not loud anymore. Hello. Uh, that that means you can come and slap me. Or you can do, listen to me. <laughs> if I have it's not about power here. It's just the grace of God. Because if I have a pen, doc, where are all the doctors in the house? And I take a pen. Where, where will you stab me now? I'm, I'm dead. You see? It will ooze. Okay. Now, I can drop, just think of a speaker, something really heavy or, or terrible on your toe, you will still survive. Huh? And maybe I carry, I, I needed all my strength to carry it, and I dropped it, but you will survive. But I take a single, a simple pen in my weakness, in my exhaustion, I find the right spot, and I'm weak and I'm exhausted, and I just go, you are finished. It is not about your strength. It is precision that matters. So I may be exhausted, but I'm still very precise. I know exactly where I'm going. I know what I'm about to do to you, Satan. Are you following? I think it was uh, some of the ladies here that, uh, you know, used to meet with me. There's some point where one of them actually said to me, Pastor, I noticed something. It's as if when you are not feeling well. Yeah, she's answering. <laughs> it's like when you're not feeling well, that's when the prophetic flows more. <laughs> Hello, I'm not asking you to stay sick. I'm just saying something to you. 
You know, to say maybe if she doesn't flow well in the prophetic, she should just get sick. No. But it's like there are things that happen. It's like the, the, the words, the messages, you know, one-on-one. On one. The things that you say, they're very sharp and very clear. And you're sick. And that tells me the fact that I'm sick. And the fact that I'm exhausted. And the fact that my body is a little bit tired. It doesn't mean that's the time to cross me. It doesn't mean that, oh, that means she doesn't have power to do anything. You don't know that when I'm exhausted, there is grace. Grace that allows me to pursue. Grace that allows me to be precise when I'm going to deal with you, Satan. I want you to be precise. I want you to embrace grace. I want you to be able to tell the enemy. Because here's the deception. He thinks when you are tired, that means he can kill you. But I want you to tell him the fact that I am tired does not mean you can have your way. You need to tell him I am still dangerous even when exhausted. And so, maybe whatever it is has tarried for a while. You've waited and you're tired. Listen to me. Even if you have to drag yourself to the finish line, drag yourself. Because it's worth it. Drag yourself. There is a crown of glory that is set out for you. There's a crown of glory set out for me. Whatever that situation is, whether it is in your business, in your mind, whatever, in your personal life, I want you to know that if you continue to press in, and if you continue to move, if you continue to stretch yourselves, and, and you, yes, you may be crawling, but continue that journey. You will see what God has purposed and what he has said. Can somebody say amen? amen. It's, it's wonderful to watch long-distance runners, and, and there are so many cases. If you like, go Google and just check out some runners that... Um, Way from Kenya and some of those places that uh, you you find. I think there was a particular lady who who fell while running and broke her ankle. Was it ankle? You know, uh, but and she couldn't run. She couldn't run anymore. What did she do? It, do you know that we will understand if you quit? Yeah. <laughs> I broke my leg. I can't run anymore. We will understand. Even the doctors will not allow you run. Amen, PD. I remember when my son hurt his leg. He bro I don't know what he broke. Yeah? Even to drive, I refused. And the poor boy was saying, Mom, it's automatic. And it's not my right leg. I said, I don't care the leg. You are not entering any car. You are not driving. You are doing nothing. And it was a fight to the point where the doctor, through even his uh, Auntie Edith, had to say, he can't drive, Mama. Allow him drive. And I'm like, that's the doctor's opinion. <laughs> this child is not driving. And even when, yes, eventually I agreed, okay, you can drive and all of those stories. And then the next thing was, and he was fine. And the doctor cleared him. And I'm like, you cannot skate. <laughs> you will not, you cannot, you will not. <laughs> Thou shall not skate. <laughs> so there is that thing, all right? It, 
when you, when you get hurt, it's understandable. So if, if that lady broke her leg and paramedics and all that came and took her away, we would understand. It's, you know, you would understand, wouldn't you? But that woman had the finish line in sight, in her view. And she's like, okay, I've just broken that. And she went on her falls. And she started crawling. And she crawled all the way to the finish line. You need to watch the video. She crawled all the way to the finish line. So why? You hurt yourself. Why couldn't you just quit and all that? She says, no, I didn't come to start. I came to finish. <laughs> My country did not send me just to start this race. They sent me to finish. And even though this leg is broken, I will limp my way through to the finish line. So even though I'm exhausted and I'm tired and it feels as if I cannot continue, whatever it takes, I will complete this journey. Can I hear someone say, I will complete this journey. I will complete this When you're exhausted... It is time for you to connect yourself. Surround yourself with the right people. Sometimes, some people may disappoint you. The very people who you thought would give you bread may, may not give you bread. But excuse me, they are not the only ones with bread. Because at that time, you need bread. And you need to be surrounded by people. Listen to me. The reason why Gideon and his men were able to continue this journey without bread. Look. It looked as if they didn't have bread, but they had bread. They had each other. They had each other. They could say, come, we can do this. This is the assignment of the Lord. The Lord said we could do this. Come on, let's go. Yeah? yeah. Amen. We can do this. And I'm hungry and I'm tired. He says, chin up, chin up. It's almost over. He says, you have you just give opportunity. <laughs> You know, where you're saying, we, we can do this. They encouraged each other. They looked for bread. Nobody gave them bread. But amongst the three of them, they were able to encourage each other. They were able to say, we can continue this journey. We can continue this fight. We must accomplish what God asked us to accomplish. As a matter of fact, we will not quit on the, until there is victory. We will fight to the end. Those king's heads must be in our hands. We are not stopping here. Are you with me in this house? Can we all stand and we encourage each other? And we say to each other, we are not quitting. We are not stopping. I know you're tired. I'm also a little bit tired. But I think uh, my strength can rub up on yours. Uh, I think we can remember what God said to us. Uh, do you remember when God said on the 15th of January... Uh, 2015, when he said, you know, I'm not giving you an exact date, but, but when he said to us, this is what I'm going to do. I have given you the land. I have given you this. I have given you that. Do you remember that this is what the Lord said to us? Are we holding it in our hands? No. If we're not holding it, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Surround yourself with people. It's time to ask yourself one of my favorite scriptures in Galatians. Say, who has interrupted your race? Who, who has slowed you down? Who interrupted? You were doing so well. You were running. Who 
interrupted your race? What happened? Because it is not I, says the Lord. I, I, I don't interrupt races. When I say go, keep going. My grace is sufficient for you. By the power of the commission, you can accomplish it. I have said what I need to say, and that's that. But who interrupted your race? What kind of discouragement came to interrupt your race? Who are the people? Because sometimes even people interrupt your race. Because they can come and tell you, eh, eh, you know, you're going through something. How long will you go through this? That's not bread. That's poison. How long? How long? How long? That's the making of Job's wife. Those are, you know, you keep going about this and you keep saying this. You, you, how long will you declare? How long, how long will you say this is going to happen? When is this year going to be your year? Every year has been your year and yet you have not been succeeding. At the end of each year you are crying. I, I, well, isn't it time you rethink this thing? Shouldn't you start checking? Well, perhaps there is truly another way. You begin to entertain all kinds of thoughts and all kinds of whisperings and all kinds of suggestions and people telling you stuff. And you begin to listen to them. And before you know it, you are backsliding. You are slowing down. And the reason why you are slowing down or that race you were going before is because it has been interrupted by something or by someone. Listen to me. When you are running and you are tired, your race has not been interrupted. Even if you are taking one step after, you know, three minutes, and you are taking the next step, you are still running. It's not an interrupted race. But an interrupted race is when you were going well, you were doing the right thing, and suddenly you stopped doing the right thing, you stopped going the direction you are supposed to go, and you turn around. That is when you quit. Then we can ask, who interrupted your race? What has interrupted? I, I think today, if you are exhausted and you've reached the point of quit, even though I doubt very much that there's someone in this house that is saying, after this service, I'm going to quit. I doubt very much because you're receiving bread. <laughs> but maybe someone somewhere listening to this message you are at a point where you are so exhausted and you are saying, I think today is the day. I'm ending it. But I speak today and I declare and I bring judgment to anything that has come to interrupt your race in the name of Jesus. And I declare that you will start and you will finish this race. Your food is to do the will of him who sent you. Do you remember? Because even though you are looking for bread, let the bread be the word of God that you have received. Let it be your food so that you are able to continue. The same way some guys were able to go to war and kill a hundred and something people. You need to be at the place where you can also go and say, I may not have eaten uh, uh, um, um, physical bread I may not have eaten whatever bread you eat, Albany and all of those things. I may not have eaten all of that bread, but my food.
food, my bread is the word that has been spoken to me. My bread is that commission, is that word that God said to me when he spoke those things to me. That's my bread. I eat of that bread again. I eat of it. I receive it again. I, I go back. You know how you re regurgitate or re whatever. You bring it back up. You remember it again. And you say, I, I, I eat. This is what God said. And that's my food. Pastor talked about finishing strong. Was it finishing strong? Some time ago. It is time that you Get what it takes to finish strong. It is time for us to awaken and not to remain where we are. Yes, even if you are dragging yourself, drag it to the finish line. Drag it to the finish line. I may be exhausted, but I'm still pursuing. I may be feeling faint, but I'm still pursuing. I may be weary, but I'm not stopping. I may have some discouragements here and there, some near hit and miss, and, and, and some things that were looking promising, and something happened, but I'm not going to stop. The reason why I'm not going to stop it's because there's a crown waiting for me. It's because victory is at the finish line. Because the prize is at the finish line. Nobody in a race is stopped halfway. And they say to them, just because you've tried, just for your endurance, just take this. No, you finish the race. And the good thing about this is that it's not a competition. So it's not about you came first. If you finish your own race, even if you finish it 10 hours after me, you will still get the prize. Amen. The main thing is finish Amen. your race. I, I have a sense that I have spoken enough. I think I have really spoken. There's so much to say. There's much more to say. But if he can rise up today, if, if there are people who can stand with me, because I'm saying to you here, while I'm standing here, ooh, I feel faint, but I'm still pursuing. Maybe you're in the house as well, and you're, you're saying, I, I, I feel exhausted, I feel faint. Listen, nobody's judging anybody. I'm, I'm standing here as the first faint person. Amen. Amen. You see, I may feel faint, but I'll preach the word. Amen. I may feel faint, I'll pray for the sick. Amen. When we're in Kempton Park, do you remember? <laughs> when Kempton Park went for the miracle service, what an explosive time. But half the time it was something happened to me and it was as if that day I was going to drop dead in the miracle service. I got there and I was not doing well at all, at all. It was that serious where it was like any minute I'm going to drop dead. And then when it was time to pray for the sick, you would expect that I would be the first person to come out for prayer and that's what I wanted to do. But I'm like, ah, there are many other sick people. And I went up and I started praying for the sick. And people were getting healed. So the fact that I dragged myself to go brought results. And yes, I experienced healing. Amen. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? So don't, don't, don't be limited. Don't, don't think, oh, she must have it all together because she's standing here this morning. You don't know what thorn is in the flesh as I'm standing here. Are you following what I'm saying? 
So don't think, oh, we're standing and everything is going on perfectly. I may be exhausted, but I'm still pursuing. Are you in this house this morning? And, and is there anyone in this house? Maybe let's all stand to our feet. And you're in this house and you're saying, I'm still pursuing. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.